Okay, so welcome to our episode of Empowering uh, Podcast for RSVP, and we're delighted to be joined, particularly for this uh, month of menopause, uh, to be joined by Catherine O'Keefe, the wellness warrior. And Catherine, as you all know, has a huge interest in menopause. And Catherine, can we start by asking what led you to this interest in menopause? Because you started your career in business and then moved on to. So tell us what, what started your interest in, in, um, in menopause, Catherine. Hi, Mary. Um, yeah, I guess, look, my own personal journey, really. Yes. So, as you know, I was a director in investment banking for over 20 years. And then um, in my early 40s, I hit perimenopause. And really, I just found back then, <laughs> um, those years ago, no one was no one was really talking about it. And, you know, particularly in the workplace, I mean, it just was a complete mm. taboo at work. So really, it came from my own experience and just realizing that, you know, we needed more discussion. We needed more support for women, you know, across all society. And it really stemmed from there. And as you know yourself, it's because of that I'm so passionate about it. And then, you know, when I started talking about it, I realized, you know, talking to women across the country and so forth, that everyone was starved of knowledge and just looking, yes. looking for advice in terms of where can they go, where can mm -hmm. they get information and, you know, what steps they can take and what practical, as you know, with me, I'm all about the practical. So yes. um, I yes. guess that's that's where it all. <clears throat> and of course, you were able from. to bring those business skills as well, Catherine, mm. in terms of how to to bring it forward, you're a great communicator and how to educate women, which is really important. And you started, I first met you in the Radisson Hotel when you organized that fantastic menopause uh, conference initially and you had, mm. um, what's his name, wife over. Do you remember, um, what was oh, her name? Oh, Meg, Meg Matthews. Meg Matthews, yeah, exactly. That's right. And that was that's brilliant right. because obviously yeah. her celebrity yeah. sort yeah. of focused yeah. on it. And, yeah. and that was brilliant. And then from then on, it, it took off, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned about workplace and the menopause. Mm -hmm. What are the things you are hearing, Catherine, with, with workplace and menopause? Uh, God, it's it, that's such a big one now. Mm. Um, I mean, I've been working with companies um, in Ireland and internationally um, for nearly five years now, Mary. So kind of I've seen it um, from the seedling to mm. now we're in full flourish. And that has slowly grown since I would say 2018. And really what I'm seeing, you know, the positive side of it is we're actually doing very well in Ireland in mm. workplaces. Now, have we journeys to go and have we more to do? Oh my God, yes, we mm. so do. But what I will say is we are making great traction and that's across all sectors. It's retail, it's um, uh, civil service, it's private companies. It's it's male dominated companies as well and workplaces. I'm, I'm seeing it from all angles. Mm. So I mm. think... And what I'm seeing very recently, I think in the last probably 18 months, I'm seeing that workplaces are now realizing that supporting menopause isn't isn't going to be a quick fix or they realize that they have exactly. to be, they have to be in it for the long term. So mm. a lot of companies that I work with now, I've been working with them for a couple of years because they're really looking at, well, how do we embed this so it becomes part of who we are as a company mm. or our ethos and what we're about? And I think that's brilliant because I think, you know, whilst many companies may talk about menopause policies, like really it takes a lot more than the menopause policy. You know, I mm. always kind of say, 
it's an, that's a nice to have, but really it's the practical hands-on support that you're giving on a daily basis and, you know, walking the talk. I think that's way more mm, important. Mm, mm. But, and so what sort of supports, Catherine, do you think companies need to be giving? What sort of, in particular, would you be suggesting? Um, well, I think it's it's COVID has been really, really good, I feel, to mm. women going through menopause, because one of the first things that would have come back back in 2018 was, you know, having the ability to work from home or having the ability to, you know, be able to change the temperature and so forth when you needed to. That's what COVID has given. So COVID has in in some ways taken off some stress from the blended mm-hmm. working that we're now seeing. And, and even course, if you had a heavy period or whatever. Exactly. That you could yeah, at you're, home. At home. yeah you're at home and work and, from home. Exactly. And, and, you know, it means that if you're at home, you can open a window, you can turn down the yes, heating. And exactly. Of course, now this winter, we won't be putting on any heating <laughs> with, the yes, energy, yes. with the energy bills. But so I think that the blended working is a major plus, I feel, yes. for, um, for women in menopause once you get it right. So that's actually helping in terms of how companies support. And then good, good. I think you can... I saw can, Catherine, I heard you, I, you may have heard me say this, but I had a patient in yesterday who said that she um, is obviously going through the menopause and she was having an issue with another with a, a, another member of staff and she went to her boss and she said, you know, I'm having an, an issue with, with, with this. And he said, well, you know what I'll do? His answer to the problem was to throw the two women in together and you can trash it out because you're just hormonal. <laughs> Oh and God. she was horrified oh and she God. absolutely yeah. read him, you know. <laughs> and I wouldn't blame <laughs> to which her. Which I was delighted with, you know, because yeah. thankfully with the education that's being done by you and by, by other people, that's changing. And women mm. are now being treated equally. And, you mm. know, people are seeing that this is a normal phenomenon that happens in women, perimenopause, menopause. And they're yeah. also, women are now you know, where our ancestors probably wouldn't have put their hand up and said, by the way, this is what I'm going through. Now they're demanding to be listened to, aren't they? It's empowering women, isn't it? All this talk about menopause, menopause. We saw that with the Joe Duffy show. Women rang in from everywhere and said, you know, well, I'm having those symptoms. And they sort of felt that it had opened the can of worms, really, hadn't it? Catherine, can we just ask you, what are the big challenges that you hear about in the workplace that women are telling you they see in the workplace? What are the big challenges you see? Uh, Yeah, I I think one of the big things I see before I go into the symptoms is the disconnect, Mary, that a lot of women face that they actually don't realize they're in perimenopause. Mm -hmm. And in, you know, when that hits around kind of I'm seeing it like from the early to mid 40s, this subtle symptoms start to come in and so many women don't join those dots and kind Mm -hmm. of connect that something is starting to happen. But last year, I am. around a menopause in the workplace survey and the top five symptoms that women reported as impacting and being the most challenging in their in their working day was brain fog, anxiety, loss of confidence, sleep issues and aches and pains. Mm-hmm. If you look at that, mm-hmm. like four of those are psychological. And yes. I always kind of say, like we all hear about the hot flushes and the night sweats and we know how challenging they can mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. But for many women, they will say it's the psychological aspects yes. that they really find challenging, particularly that loss of confidence. Because yes. if you've been very confident in your job and, you know, you kind of have just, you know, you've you've motored mm-hmm. along and you've been doing really well, then all of a sudden to be mm-hmm. kind 
you've knocked off your pedestal or feeling a bit shaky and wobbly in the role that you're doing, mm. that's really difficult. Yes, so, absolutely. Like, a, a lot of women would kind of say, you know, that things that automatically comes to them, that all of a sudden mm. they forget information. And that, that's one of the, the big things that happened to me when I was um, um, in my financial career when I started perimenopause was the brain fog you know how I would be in meetings and you know information that normally would just roll off my tongue and well I mean it rolled out the window I yes yes you know, and absolutely that's, and that's a really that's really yeah. and, and that's one of the things that you and I both here um, is that mm. women when they you explain to them the symptoms and you explain to them that they don't have dementia that actually this yeah. is a normal <laughs> thing with perimenopause menopause they're so relieved aren't they mm. oh massively and, and that's, massively. that's the massively. big thing and you yeah. think with all the education we're doing Catherine it is making a difference isn't it I mean I, I do feel I, that I massively think it's making a difference. Mm. I'll tell you my concern at the moment, Mary, and that mm. is that um, I definitely think it's making a difference. Mm. What I do worry about and what I hear from a lot of women, there's also an overwhelm setting in because yes. we know that menopause can be overwhelming in terms yes. of the symptoms, etc. Now, I think what's also happening, there's a, there's an element of overwhelm with the information. Yes. And, you know, what we find, like, you know, I see this on, on you know, in the media, social mm. media, etc. There's conflicting views. And yes. I think that can be really difficult totally. for women who are trying to navigate what's the right way they can support themselves? Mm -hmm. What's the best place? Mm -hmm. So I always kind of say, I always say, you know, find trusted sources yes. and stick to them, you know, and make sure you have your tribe, make sure you have your doctor, your endocrinologist, if you needed your women's health physio, yes. get that tribe together so that yes. you know, you've got the right support in place. Because if mm -hmm. you do that, then like you know well here are your trusted sources That's it. and you don't get sidelined you don't get confused and you don't feel even more overwhelmed I would say Mary on a daily basis I'll either get an email or a message from a woman who will say to me I am completely overwhelmed I don't know what to do I read this it says one thing I read this and it says another mm -hmm. and I think that's where I think now We've we've burst the bubble. The conversation is out there, which is just amazing. Mm. I think now we just have to be careful that we keep it balanced and that exactly. we make sure that that women don't get too overwhelmed with all of the information that's coming. And above all, we keep it practical, you know. Exactly. I mean? <laughs> and I suppose that's you're so right. And I suppose the big thing is communication is key, isn't it? Yeah. No matter what message you're trying to convey to anyone, communication mm. is key and how we can mm. keep it simple, keep it realistic, keep it practical. Isn't, isn't yeah. that the key? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, um, that communication is kind of, it's communication at work, you know, if you mm. think that's with your manager, or with a trusted work colleague, mm. but it's also really important that that communication is happening at home with Absolutely. your children, if you have them, with your partner, if you have a partner, and yeah. with friends or family, because um, the one thing you need as you go through menopause is support. You know, whether that's meeting your girlfriends and having a laugh or whatever, however it looks mm. for you, but, yeah. but the support is really crucial and that's where the communication is. is yeah yeah and then Absolutely. also you know if you go back to the psychological and we look at communication well, mm. we know the psychological impacts relationships we know it impacts libido and you know mm. if we're not communicating things become more difficult so 
it kind of it's so so important to just make yes. sure we keep yeah, talking yeah. about Absolutely. it Absolutely, but you're so right brain fog is the big one the mm. tiredness the fatigue mm. oh yeah the lack of sleep mm. Mm. you know um and also as you said that lack of confidence they're they're the big ones they yeah. are and yeah. The sleep, the sleep is, I always say, Mary, that yeah. I firmly believe this. And I keep saying it's Tom Coleman. You know, yes. I firmly believe sleep is the bedrock of thriving oh, through menopause. Totally, because if your hormone control center is recharged, exactly. you often heard me say yeah. it can yeah. cope. And we all forget that hormones control our muscles and the circadian rhythm has to keep happening for hormones to, to work. And they can only do that if you're recharged. That's the reality. Exactly. You know. Like as, as your beloved pituitary gland, as you're, yeah. you, you so eloquently always talk about, you know, that it needs its rest, doesn't it? Yeah, it, needs it does. It does. Time, you know? It does. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think we need to sort of talk to women about empowerment, because if women mm. don't love themselves, they don't know the boundaries, they don't know when to pull back. And a lot of them, as you know, Catherine, they spend all day pottering and they, they don't sit and then they're yeah. overtired and that affects sleep as well. Mm. You know, we know that. So that. Uh, and I think important point. Yeah, and I think Mary, on that, one of the things that I would see with a lot of women is that caregiving role, and it's yes. kind of like when you're in, it's like you're in the sandwich years in menopause, where mm. you might have aging children, teenagers, or mm. aging parents, and mm. you're in the middle with work, life, everything, and menopause on top. Yes, exactly. And, and what's the one thing women will always put ourselves at the back of the queue? That's you it. Know, and this is. I, I was saying recently um, to someone, you know, I, I firmly believe, firmly believe in an ideal world, we'd all be on lovely deserted islands like the Maldives. Yes. <laughs> to menopause, because I, I, menopause is a time where our body wants us to take things easier. It wants yes. us to kind of take to, you know, go on a bit of a pause and just kind of mm. you know, settle a little bit and kind of assess where we're at in our lives. But unfortunately, yeah. our lifestyles don't encourage that. So no. you kind of you're working in opposite mm. directions. You Absolutely. Know? So, and I think forums like what you're doing, and we'll talk about your summits in a minute, but I think it's very important that we're empowering women with this education mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the more we give women, and I find as a doctor, if I give women permission to rest and to pace, they do it. But I have to say it. I'd love that women would give themselves the permission to rest and to pace because I'm seeing, and you've brought it up there, I only saw today a woman who, you know, it, the, because of the rental situation, her young girl is living with the partner and the young child. And as well as working, she's minding the child and she's doing the cleaning and she doesn't ask for help. She's, you know, she's not asking the 20 year olds to go out and do the shopping and all this sort of mm -hmm. thing and again mm -hmm. that's sort of that lack of self-worth we have to put that into women that they you know as you said pause look after themselves recharge and give themselves that permission we have to do that with that generation don't we and and mary like that's like what, what's that about what is the lack of self-worth about because it's everywhere it's you intergenerational know, catherine isn't it's intergenerational it? it's coming, it's coming, coming from the grandmothers, the mothers, you know, yeah. they all, they just, that's what they sow. So that's what they do. Yeah. Whereas men are more empowered in society and we, we, we are changing it, but we do have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I would, I would definitely, I would definitely see that, you know, mm. just mm. where, you know, when the, the confidence, the self-esteem, the self-worth, and it is like that, it's, it's kind of, you know, we need to be able to kind of stop and say, okay, well, this is what I need 
this is what I need support I need help and we just I find so many women that just really struggle with that you know totally, and totally. You're, you're so right I mean yeah maybe buses or something <laughs> and, I think, and you find you find Catherine that when you talk to the partner and I regularly would ring the partner with the with the patient in the room if I felt that she was exhausted just to yeah. let them know how much support but they're often very supportive it's just yeah. that they they didn't rely she was as unwell or she didn't ask for the support yeah. and this is yeah. what I tell women all the time it's up to them to demand the support mm-hmm. you know and that, that's so important I- yeah. yeah. And that's and that's where, like, I find, you know, having that communication with a partner, if you have a partner is really important mm. because otherwise, let's just say for libido, if you're having libido issues, if you don't if you don't talk about it, well, your partner may think it's because of them. Yes. You know, exactly. unless there's communication there, you actually don't know what's going on. And we often think they should know, <laughs> but exactly. we really can't think like that, Mary, because exactly. we know that's that's not the way it works. Exactly. You have to, you know, put it in black and white and make it very, very clear, totally. you know. And um, what I love about your menopause summits is they're very holistic in their approach, Catherine, because that's the way I feel menopause and perimenopause mm. needs to be dealt with. So mm. you, you have the, you have the psychological as- aspects that you do, you know, and then you have the, the doctors speaking about, uh, you know, the vaginal pestries and the HRT mm-hmm. and you, you have the whole spectrum of people giving the holistic approach, which I think yeah. is so important because it's not just one thing mm. it is the you know dealing with the psychological aspects dealing with the lifestyle dealing with the diet and then you have the, the medication isn't it true it's a whole spectrum. totally yeah. yeah and I, I think one of the one of the big things that that I kind of say and it's it kind of ties in with what we were saying earlier about the overwhelm but the other thing that I'm really passionate about is is respect in this yes. conversation because I see so many women who are taking different paths in relation to how they support themselves through menopause and I always kind of say it's all about having your personal menopause toolkit mm. but we all have to be very respectful of each other in relation to what that looks like because Mm. for some women it might be HRT for somebody else it could be lifestyle it could be acupuncture whatever that is absolutely but regardless of what um treatment option you take the fundamental part is you have to do the lifestyle you know exactly. hrt isn't a get out of jail card neither is acupuncture or whatever other therapy exactly. you might look exactly. at but, and i think i think respect in that conversation is very important because mm. I always kind of say we all have a unique and individual experience of menopause. So, you know, I can't I can't put my personal experience true. onto somebody else because it'll mm. all be different. We've yeah. different makeup and, you know, different exactly. life experiences. Exactly. But I do know. think it's lovely that like when I spoke at that menopause summit in Cork, I just loved it, it was a room full of estrogen, yeah. a room full of women. <laughs> it was a room full of energy. And yeah. we were getting, they were getting the medical talk. But mm-hmm. and it was lovely because they were able to ask questions and that was lovely mm-hmm. and they were being told mm-hmm. about how to put on the transdermal and how to do everything. But in mm-hmm. addition, they were also getting the um the the importance of you know the holistic approach. Yeah. You know, yeah. you talked about skincare, Catherine. You you're a huge uh, on vaginal pessaries and vaginal dryness, mm-hmm. and that's so <laughs> important because it's something that women don't talk about and don't yeah. like talking yeah. about. So yeah. when once you start to change the narrative, you make it easier to talk about it don't you big time and i mean 50 percent of women will experience if not more will experience vaginal dryness mm. at some stage and mm. i think one of the, the the fabulous things as you experienced in cork is i mean 
the lo- the the warmth, the camaraderie in the room yes. as women um, shared. I mean, there was a lot of tears in that room because yes. of some of the show- the stories that were shared. That's and right. I think that's the beauty of being able to be together in a room. It, you just it is it's just something special, as you yeah. said, a room of estrogen with a bit uh, of testosterone. Yeah, <laughs> well, there was just Tom was there, and there was some fabulous people yeah, there, yeah. men there as well, and they get. But you see, what I love about it is that we don't see too much of women supporting women, and we haven't done up to the last few years. And men are brilliant at supporting men, and, and rightly so. But women need to get better at supporting women, and maybe it was because you know they just were so occupied with looking after everyone but themselves but I suppose now they were changing direction and saying well it's okay to look after yourself and actually not only that but you must look after yourself that all those women took a day off there was a load of information Mm. and and they all loved it and it was them taking the day out for themselves which I I thought was lovely you know I know it was and I you know I think it's it's just you know one of the, the, the the biggest feedback or what I heard a lot from that day was so many women walked out of the room and they just said, I, I, I only heard the other night actually that there was loads of people who connected on new WhatsApp groups after the event and stuff. Brilliant. But one thing I thought that was really lovely was the amount of women who said the relief of knowing they weren't alone. A lot of women came to the summit on their own. Yes. And I think they walked out of the room feeling that they were not alone at all, that they... Mm. They weren't on this journey um, on their own. And I think that's pretty special because totally. so often women will just say that they do feel quite alone, mm. that they they feel isolated, that they don't know what's happening mm. and so forth. So mm. I think, I think you know, changing that, if we can even change it, for me, I just feel if I, if I can even change that for one woman, oh. you know, I think that's an impact, you know. Totally, totally. But the amazing thing, um, isn't it incredible that menopause has been around since the time of Adam and Eve? And it's only in the last few years that we're mm. talking about this. Now, yeah. isn't it going to be fantastic, though, for the next generation of women, Catherine? Oh, my if God. That's yeah. what I feel. Yeah. That, look, yeah. like we're, you know, that all our ancestors obviously suffer dreadfully. And I know because they, you know, I've heard the stories and you've heard yeah. the stories of how women, you know, were put into it. That's the one actually I forgot to mention, that the amount of women that feel, you know, very tired and, and are told they're depressed. And actually, they're not depressed. It's, mm-hmm. it's all related oh, to just the fatigue it's a huge one and the amount of women that went into institutions Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately Mm -hmm. they didn't need to it was all related to menopause it's it's horrendous if you look back mary at the salem witch trials uh, a lot of the women that were actually at you know um died at the salem witch witch trials were actually Mm -hmm. at menopause age oh it's so we have we have a dark a dark and complex history when it comes to women's health and menopause. Yeah. And of course, it's the Victorians who developed the hysteria um, yes. that yeah. belongs to, to menopause. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there's quite a history there that, I mean, we we have, as you, you said earlier, I mean, there's generational change that has to happen here. Totally. And, totally. you know, you know, the next generation will definitely have it easier. Yeah. Um, but it may be the generation after that who just be like sailing through as if, yeah. it's, you know, just yeah. acceptable, normal. And I think the other part that comes in there is we also as a society need to be more positive and embracing around aging because yes. a, a, a lot of a lot of women don't want to even admit to menopause because they kind of think 
it's aging that menopause is associated with the with an old woman yes we know that's not the case we know that Mm. uh, for many women there's another 50 years exactly it's halfway through yes it's another 50 years yeah Yeah. absolutely and i must say you know i there's an awful lot of people yourself lorraine keen um you know there's an awful lot of people that have done an awful lot like lorraine learned her celebrity status which i think is very good Uh, and it wasn't the sexy thing to do 10 years ago and she did that you know (laughs) brave very absolutely brave. Very, very, brave. very brave yeah especially for somebody yeah. who was you know seen as very you know yeah. vibrant and whatever it was she, that was fantastic but i think that so many people have have helped in this journey haven't they Catherine? yeah yeah and- i mean i think i think you know it's there, there's not one voice but there's an army of voices exactly. that have come together in relation yeah. to just get, getting getting louder i mean tomorrow mary i'm at the fianna fall audition the rds and Good. and on a women's health panel and menopause is a focus i mean that's wonderful. like that's a, that's the major change and we're that's seeing fantastic. all all the political parties are addressing women's health in its entirety mm-hmm. as they should do. Absolutely. And, you know, menopause is is a big feature of that. I mean, okay. that's not something I would if you asked me five years ago, would this have happened? I would have said no way. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. So, but, but you see, the benefit is not only are we empowering women about menopause, but we're also showing the government and and, and everyone mm-hmm. that women's health has to be taken seriously, yeah, right? From yeah, yeah. you know periods to you know what is a normal period, mm-hmm. uh, you know, antenatal care, postnatal care, um, perimenopause, menopause, and then heart fertility, health. Women. Fertility yeah, I mean, look at all the endometriosis. Re- no, you said it. Excellent. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, and the sort of we're so lacking in research in these areas. But the lovely thing is, once we're talking one area of of women's health, we can open up all these and mm-hmm. and, and help them. So I, I think yeah. it's fantastic. And, and, and I think another one, and I know you're very passionate about this as well, is in relation to cardiovascular health for oh, yes. women, because yeah. that's a whole area that, that women, they focus on, unfortunately, cancer and other yes. illnesses. But we actually know, you know, one woman dies every two hours in Ireland. And also what's dreadful is up until recently, Catherine, a lot of research trials didn't even include women. I know, I know. It is outrageous, but Mm. we're changing that, which is great. Mm. But I think Mm. the lovely thing about all the summits and the podcasts and menopause is that we're we're changing, we're educating women, we're telling them about heart disease is so common after Mm -hmm. menopause once estrogen reduces. And it's so important you you look after your heart health, you keep your cholesterol normal. And your bone health and, and mm, you yeah. have uh, covered all that as well in your yeah. in, in your summits and, and you will be doing going forward as well but i think that's so important that we get that information out there yeah oh big time yeah and you know it's kind of i what i i always uh, talk about the future proofing aspect of of menopause because i really believe that we can look at it as a window of opportunity where we can say okay once you get a handle on the symptoms mm. well what am I going to do to look after my heart? What am I going to do to look after my bones, my brain? Because I am going to live another 40, 50 years. Yes. So what can I do now to make sure I'm in optimum health? I mean, yes. Mary, as you know, my mom is 92 and she has mm. severe dementia. She hasn't known me for four or five years, if not mm. longer. And, you know, that's not the way any of us want yes. to live no. our lives. So no, no. I think anything, what the things we do now, the steps we take 
today are Perfect. what will, you know, set us up for optimum health in the future. So I think that's, okay. that's another kind of aspect of menopause that I think is really important that mm. we have that discussion and mm. we, we start looking at the, you know, the, the opportunities that it can bring, you know. Exactly, so, exactly. And at your previous summit, Catherine, the two of us were talking and we were saying how important it was not just to talk about all the symptoms of menopause, but to, to emphasize the positive effects. Because yes. one woman said to me, one thing I hate is all the negativity. Yeah. She said, let's talk about positivity. Mm-hmm. And I know you focused mm-hmm. on that when we were talking. You know, you said that's the sort of what we want to get out. Yes, to educate about the symptoms and the negative stuff that you get, but then put a positive spin on it too, because it is your second spring and it is, you know, big, you big don't time. have to worry about getting pregnant and all these wonderful yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think, you know, like, as uh, you know, I'm a great fan of the Japanese um, yes. around menopause, which is they look at it as a, a period of renewal years and opportunity. And that's the, that's what yeah. I believe. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I think it's it's very much like I, I you know, I mean, d- is menopause can can it be bumpy for sure? Mine has been bumpy. Can it be amazing? Most definitely. I mean, I would definitely say I've had the most amazing years of my life as I've gone through perimenopause and now I'm kind of coming very close to menopause itself, you know, so I think it's really important that we kind of we realize that just because you're hitting perimenopause or menopause, it doesn't mean that this is, you Mm. know, you're 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 coming to the end. You're actually coming to the start of a whole new part of your life, you know, where where you're you're freer, you feel more confident. Mm. You and the other big thing I would say is that you just become you're definitely more of that no person. You know very quickly, Mary, what you like and what you don't like. Yeah, <laughs> be yeah, that clothes or be that, you know, yeah. things you're invited to are just different things. Yeah. You, you're, you're, you're getting very, more confident. You yeah. are, yeah. you are. And you're very yeah. kind of like, no, I don't like that. So no, are you, you know, you become a little bit more. Um, I think maybe it's partly is establishing boundaries that you yes. in that self-care part of it that you realize that maybe you had boundaries before that weren't so healthy and you know it's it's about establishing healthy boundaries within uh, reasonable mm. limits obviously I, and I think that's a big that's been a big awakening for me um, it's a terrible Catherine that the women have to wait for perimenopause <laughs> for boundaries you know we'd love to think that they would do it at much younger age yeah, yeah. Counterparts do, but yeah. that's what we're trying to do I think all this mm-hmm. talk as well about mm-hmm. women and, and empowering women around perimenopause menopause will translate into younger women mm-hmm. you know it's going to have a spin-off effect because we're, we're talking about equality aren't we we're saying we are yeah important uh, and yeah. important and that's, mm. that's the message we're getting across i i think i you know i think that it's all kind of very much interwoven as yes. part of the conversation mm. and i i think really you know it, it's just kind of allowing women to to really really deeply feel that actually they're important and they are as important as any as the next person and yes you know that's where back to the self-worth um conversation yes. is 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 a key part of that and and you know I, there there must be something going back to our history and I, i'm sure it's it's women the world over but i particularly think irish women i think we definitely yeah. there is that as you say intergenerational um that comes that that until we get the wisdom 
that comes with perimenopause. It's, mm. I think it's only then that you can really look at this and really mm. realize, actually, these are, these are things I need to work on. These are yes. things I need to be aware of. And I think, you know, I'd love to have been um, as, a, as, as aware of different things when I was younger, but you know, isn't that life's journey? You know, isn't totally, that where it's totally, totally. A psychologist explained it very well to me when he said that what it, it is intergenerational because it's the way women were treated over the generations that they were subservient. I mean, let's face mm-hmm. it. You know, we carry a baby for nine months, and your it, it takes your husband's name. We're now changing that, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and a lot of women are doing double bar names, and it's very mm-hmm. acceptable, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, we and even the whole fact that we're only talking about menopause now in the last few years it wasn't equal but we're changing that but over the years women were subservient women's medicine wasn't spoken about it wasn't even researched Mm -hmm. so all of that our grandmothers felt you know subservient and that was passed on so I even had a woman yesterday in menopause and she had difficulty with the boundaries Catherine Mm -hmm. and I and she was a professional woman doing very well and I said to her you know why is it uh, and uh, you know how is it that you had that low self-worth because she attracted a narcissist which you only do with a low self-esteem and her marriage had broken up and she was suffering from menopause so there's a whole lot going on together (laughs) and I said to her why was it that you know you're a professional woman you're doing brilliantly but you you still have a low personal self and she said it was my mother and I said what do you mean your mother and she said my mother's a wonderful woman but she said she always put me down and I said she said mm-hmm. I know it's because she herself was put down so there's the intergenerational mm-hmm. thing you know mm-hmm. so there yeah. you know so we, we need to educate those mothers not to do that to their daughters That's yeah yeah and yeah. realize that you know the boys aren't the princess it, yeah, exactly it's balance, equal. right it's you know it's equal yeah yeah That's, that's I, the yeah, yeah, yeah yeah I mean yeah. definitely I guess that's that's kind of that has been our history hasn't it but look exactly. you know um um i think look we're, we're changing things we are happening. changing it it's not going to happen overnight yes but look at least you know we're the, the 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 wheels of change are definitely there you know and i i think that's it just really you know back to thinking of it from it, it's across all of society and a key element of that for me anyway it, you know the work that I do is that workplace piece and yeah. just making sure that you know we give um women the freedom that they actually can feel their job isn't going to be threatened they're Mm. not going to be looked at differently Mm. if they open up and explain about what they're experiencing through menopause and the majority of women will say they're afraid because they'll say you know what if a job opportunity comes up or what my manager might think you know there's something different Mm. but Mm. this is where this is where if you have that support coming Yes, embedded, embedded deeply in an organization. It shouldn't be allowed that that thought even enters a person's mind. But I mean, you know, that's that's going to take a lot of years to get yes. that deeply embedded. But at mm. least, you know, we, we you know, at least we're starting, which is a great thing. Yeah. And that's well, what, it's so becoming much. the sexy thing now to treat yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's the beautiful you're talking at the audition tomorrow that's brilliant you're on the panel so that's fantastic so it's great that that you know these conversations are happening Catherine but as you said um, the, the big things are the workplace uh, you know and also the, the key thing is that we have keep a positive spin on it because as you said it is a journey uh, mm-hmm. but we keep the positive spin that you're going to come out the other end and you know it's a second spring and you have so much to look forward to you have 50 years 
once you take all the advice from your trusted yeah. sources, you have good people looking after you and you talk among your friends and, and have those conversations. That That's the key, isn't it? Big time, big time. Yeah. Keep, yeah. keep yeah. talking. I think number one, keep connected. So yeah. Catherine, will you just tell us about your, your forthcoming summits? Because I know you have a few more, um, you know, in the pipeline. So tell us about those. The, yeah, the, the last one for this year, Mary, is happening on the 22nd of October, and it's in the beautiful Johnstown House Estate in County Mead, which is just a stone's throw for anyone living in Dublin and also very central for other parts of the country. And like um, Cork, as you'll remember, we've got experts covering all aspects of Brilliant. menopause from HRT to lifestyle to holistic and um, every part of menopause is being covered. So, you know, again, Again, you know, it's going to be a fantastic day of just, you know, getting everyone together in a room together, uh, which is just the camaraderie. And as I said earlier, the support with that is just fantastic. And what we've happening this time, which I think is going to be brilliant, Noel Brown, um, the actor and activist and comedian, is actually going to MC the event. Oh, fabulous. And, uh, Noel, you'll remember her from I Fox. Do. She's just amazing. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a fantastic addition now. Good, to, good, uh, good. It takes event. pressure off you, Catherine, as it well. It does, yeah, yeah. yeah. It means everything it else. So <laughs> it's hard to do that and MC as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that it'll allow me just to get to talk to more people on yes. the day and stuff. So Absolutely. Um, but Absolutely. it's... Um, the menopause success summit.com is the website good girl well done well well done and people can look back on it as well so Catherine you're a wonderful ambassador keep up the energy levels make sure you're pacing as well and looking after yourself and uh, well done you're, you're a fantastic empowerment uh, guru so well done keep it up yeah that's brilliant Catherine you've been fantastic you've been a great um, ambassador for, for women's health uh, I was so delighted to, to have you on uh, because I think you've done so much work with all the summits with the conversations you've been very much uh, involved in getting polit political uh, support as well with the menopause hubs and everything and I think that's absolutely wonderful and, and with all of this help we're empowering women we're empowering the generations of the future and we're going to help all ages not just menopause perimenopause so I, I think it's fantastic mm -hmm. and you You've a lot of podcasts done I know you've done some uh, with Lorraine and you've done a lot and they're all free to download so <laughs> people, people should listen to those as well so this is going out on the Empowering Podcast with RSVP so thank you so much Catherine for joining us thanks to Shane as well for Shane from Collaborative Studios for doing the podcast and thanks to Uno Hagen who's been from Mahars Pharmacy who's been so supportive and this is you know can be uh, downloaded on all major platforms and or RSVP so it'll be going out on Menopause Month uh, which is next month uh, so I really hope that, that you enjoy it so thank you Catherine for, for joining thanks. us you're thanks, very Mary, good. and thanks for sharing the journey with me <laughs> not at all you're so good you're so good yeah.